0: I am Tahira Joy, founder of The Cut Life, and you are tuned in to The Cut Life Podcast, where we talk all things short hair, hairstylists, celebrities, and beauty news. Are you ready to cut up? I am extremely excited to have my girl, Mikael Michelle, in the building. I affectionately call her Kel, so if you hear me say that, you got her name right there, but it's Mikael Michelle. And to give a quick little background, she is a master colorist a salon owner she works as a tv and film stylist and she's also the co-owner of capelli chicks an amazing hair extensions line welcome Mikkel.
1: Thank you so much for having me, to hear. I really appreciate it. I'm super excited to be here with you today. I didn't even I, know I you had it. a podcast, so this is a surprise. <laughs> this is dope. I love it.
0: Yes, I forget which number episode this is, but it's definitely over 20, so we're, we're wow. in here. We took a hiatus, yes. but we are back with new episodes, so I'm glad to have you on, I guess we can call it the new season.
1: <laughs> yes, this is so amazing. I'm excited to be here with you.
0: I love it. I love it. Especially because um, I
1: haven't seen you or talked to you in that long. So this is dope. I know.
0: I was going <laughs> to say when I first met Mikhail, it was I think it, we were introduced by Miss Shanika, who's a radio personality in Atlanta. And you were just opening your salon here in Atlanta. But I still have the photos from your grand opening. That's so, so it's Crazy. crazy. But no, I'm glad that you're here, and so before we get into all the juicy stuff about your life and what you have going on, I love to kind of search the net, (laughs) I'm always on the gram, looking for um, hot topics that relate to the beauty hair industry, so I found one, I wanted to um, read a quote that I found, and then get your opinion on it, I thought it would be very fitting for you to chime in on this topic, okay? Okay, shoot. So... Shadow and Act um, talked about the lack of diversity for hair care in Hollywood has been a concern for years with Black talent who often find that stylists do not have the proper knowledge or tools to care for their crowns. And even actress Storm Reid, who's on Euphoria, said it feels dehumanizing. And we've heard this conversation a lot. There's actually Mm -hmm. a friend of mine named Maude Okra who is one of the founders of Black Beauty Roster and they're all about mm-hmm. championing for black talent <laughs> to work with yeah. um, you know, black hair stylists and makeup artists that understand you know what we need to look and feel comfortable on camera. Yeah. So being that you are a TV and film stylist, talk to me about your opinion on and this I'm whole black. topic. Yes, and you're you know a black woman so you get it. <laughs> And yep. right now, I don't know if we can say where you are right now, but you're working with a Black-owned production company. Yes. So, yeah, talk to me a bit about what you think about that and the lack of diversity that we sometimes find on set.
1: Well, I think this is great that you're bringing awareness to it because it's been a thing um, for a while. Um, but what's so dope is I feel like it's changing Um, because when I first got into the business about five years ago, because like you said before, I'm a salon owner first. So I've had the salon for seven years. So I was more so focused on that. So now that I've kind of transitioned over to being a TV and film stylist um, about five years ago, it was, I felt like, and I'm sure uh, my peers who's been in longer than me, but I'm just, I can only speak for me. When I first got in, I didn't really see too many people that looked like me. Um, And we see that we noticed it as uh, consumers watching TV at first, before I even got into it, that the hairstyles just don't, they don't line up to what a a black person would look like. um, If she was a real person, you know what I mean? Like the hairstyles just didn't line up, but Um, I definitely noticed a lot that I was probably one of the only ones that looked like me um, on set. But fast forward five years now, um, I am starting to see a lot of us there. So that makes me excited that I'm not always the only one. But it has been an issue and it's still going on. I mean, here, of course, in Atlanta, I feel like it's predominantly a lot of black people. Um, Mm -hmm. so They don't really have a choice. But in LA, it's way more, it's made more Caucasian people that are like dominating the film industry. Um, and I don't really know what that's about, but <laughs> um, I can clearly see that what's happening now in us millennials and the ones that's coming after us, we're not having it. So we clearly, we're, making, um, we're definitely speaking out and making it a thing that we push our way in.
0: No, I love that. I love to hear that the talent are now feeling like they have a voice and are able to speak up because I'm sure because they for felt many, like they did it years more. right for many years it was just about booking the job and yep. not ruffling any feathers and making sure yep. that you continue to work but it does become a thing when you're watching tv and you're like now this girl has beautiful natural hair why they got that exactly. hair exactly like that Exactly. And you know, and it's Why is the lace showing? What's happening
1: here? Yeah. Like what's happening? So, I mean, we'll see. I don't know if you know, but I'm sure you do know because although you're not in the film industry, you're still about that life. Like you're still in the entertainment industry and you don't realize that you can get blackballed real quick. So depending on which, how you speak or what you speak of. So I think that a lot of people was just afraid to speak about certain things because they didn't know if they was gonna lose their job or if they probably wouldn't get called back. Like it's so easy to just not get called back for, and you don't even realize what happened or why you're not getting a call back. So, but I honestly feel like over time, things are progressing where people are able to speak up just a little bit more. Um, I mean, me being new, cause I'm still, I'm still kind of new, me being only five years, I still kind of consider new. It's certain stuff that I'm afraid to say or not say, because you just never know what's going to happen. But at the same time, I am very vocal. Right. So, <laughs> you know, I feel like, you know, in certain situations, if I if I don't fit or if I feel uncomfortable, I just won't place myself there.
0: Right. And I mean, you spoke to a point earlier that being that we both live in Atlanta or in the Atlanta metro area, however people mm-hmm. want to categorize it. Um, yeah. You know, one thing's for sure that we are blessed to have a lot more um, Black talent and talent of color behind the scenes Mm -hmm. than you may see in Hollywood and, you know, some other spaces. And it just seems like a no-brainer. It's like, how do you solve the issue? You hire more Black talent. And even Mm -hmm. providing, you know, some of these, uh, you know, unions and agencies providing the education and information that people need to know because I think there is a plethora of talent out there, but they might not know, like, how do I – get into the union how do I yeah. get in touch with production companies to even get a foray into there or how yeah. does a person that's already in position bring other people you know in as well exactly. so I think that's a part of it too just kind of it is. lacking that education and information to even know how to break in but clearly <laughs> there's mm-hmm. still not enough of us because we still it's see not. the mishaps and <laughs> we still Exactly. Hear. But you
1: know what? Let me tell you something, Tahara. I pushed my way in because, girl, yeah. you wasn't keeping me out. Because, look, one thing about me, I moved here from Baltimore at 23. And when I say I'm going to do something, when God placed it in my heart, I know for sure, especially when it's so loud, I go for it. Right. Like, you cannot tell me no. No man can tell me no what God told me. Yes. So I pushed my way in. And just like you just now said, it's a lot of African-American that don't know how to get in. It's because they kind of keep it a secret. I don't know why, but I kind of have an idea why. They feel like all of the jobs are going to be taken, but what they don't realize is, look what just now happened with COVID. Everything was shut down. So when everything reopened, there was not enough hairstylists to even fill the jobs because they don't want to hire you unless you're not union. Now, when I found out what the union meant, it's more so like a brother and sisterhood. So give the jobs to the union folks first because they're the ones that pay their dues. They put all the work in. So of course that makes sense to give the jobs to them first. But what happens when all of the jobs, when all of the union people are booked? You right. need more hairstylists to fill the position, and that's exactly what's happening now. They have to they have to hire people who are non union because there's not enough they're everybody's booked already all of the union people are booked and they can't even find people to fill the positions and when they find people to fill the positions they're not educated enough so it's like yeah it's like,
0: yeah, it's like it that, that gap between like the opportunity and then the training because as you know mm-hmm. having worked in all facets of hair you know that how you manage your salon and your scheduling there and the Mm -hmm. results that you're giving to your client in that setting, the everyday woman can be completely different um, for what you're expected to give for TV and film. And you're talking Mm -hmm. about things like continuity. You have to make sure that that stuff
1: is important. It's important. And I understand why they are so they stress about, like I said, like choosing their brothers and sisters that are our seven ninety eight ninety are they're in the union because like again, they paid the dues and they know what's happening. But my thing is I do feel like there it should be a time where I don't know when this is gonna ever happen, but it needs to be something where they allow people to come in, do training, people who actually Um, been in the industry for so long I don't know how they would do it but figure out some kind of way where they can actually train new people to come in because there's so many productions and not enough hairstylists right so but all that stuff is
0: important yes that point is well taken and I will say you know we may not know the immediate answers but again I'm going to point to my home girls company blackbeautyroster.com and I think that Mm -hmm. stylists makeup artists wardrobe stylists you know of color just register mm-hmm. there this is not even a sponsor thing i'm just giving the information because what they do is awesome and they're helping to like bridge gaps and provide resources to people who do That's want to work as creatives within the entertainment industry so yes check out BlackBeautyRoster.com, and i love that you fought your way in and yes you are girl continuing to thrive so let's talk mm-hmm. about Mikhail Michelle, Michelle overall and everything <laughs> that you have had going on because obviously you know you are a salon owner master colorist you're known for your trademark pink hair
1: yes Actually, I want to know
0: about that how did the trademark pink hair come about because You have been loyal to it for years, and it's, like, how I identify you, really. Like, I know Mm -hmm. that's her. I I know it's Kel's when I see that pink hair.
1: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Well, when I first moved here when I was 23, it's so crazy that I've been here 11 years, first of all. I cannot believe it. So I met you eight years ago. Yes. Eight years ago was when I met you. So when I first came here, I was, like, a weave specialist, Right. And everybody in Atlanta already did weaves. And everybody looked the same. You know, it was the home had, of the weave. <laughs> yeah, it was like the home of the weaves. You know, they had the girls that like the two needles in the girl or something like that. Yeah. In a $50 weave shop. Everybody did weaves and everybody just looked alike. And I was trying to figure out how can this little girl from Baltimore come down here and make some noise and stand out? So I worked at a salon and I'm not going to say the salon, but I worked at a salon and honestly, that salon owner actually influenced me to change my hair color. Now, everybody at the salon was changing their hair blonde. I am not a person who follow trends I've never been a person who follow people just because I just don't so they was like you gotta change your hair blonde too and I was like no I'm not (laughs) like no I'm not you gotta remember I was ratchet when I first came here because I still had that Baltimore mentality so I was literally you say something I do you're edgy that's
0: all you're edgy
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was so ratchet so they was all changing their hair blonde and she was like you know what you should change your hair bubblegum pink and I was like, you right, I should. But when I changed it, bubblegum pink, it was not fitting for me at all. You know, being a colorist, the certain tone of the color has to go with your skin tone. And honestly, so it was I say, given like,
0: like baby shower pink at that time. It
1: was given like wash me out. Like yeah. it was just I'm too chocolate for that. like, And I honestly believe that people don't know that you can put, you can wear any hair color. Any skin tone person can wear any hair color. It just depends on the tone of the color, right, the shade right. of it. So I played with that bubblegum pink. I was trying to like it. It wasn't for me. So I went back black. And then it was a mistake. I wound up picking up this one color, put it on my hair. And I was like, what? I like this. And I actually, like, loved it. Now it's like more of a fuchsia
0: color. Yeah,
1: it was like going to fuchsia. But it it had this, you know, purple tone in it. And it kind of, like, balanced out with my skin color. So I loved it. But I still was, like, afraid of it. So I went back black again. But (laughs) then I was like, you know what? I need to keep this because I need to stand out. And I kept it. And it just grew on me. And now it's, like, a part of my life. Like, I would never wear another color.
0: And I love that even though you stick to a signature color, you switch up your style. So uh, I might I see always you in braids, I might see you in different mm-hmm. lengths of hair, but yep. it's always gonna be pink. But it's gonna it's be like always gonna be different pink. looks. I All love that.
1: I never change it. Like literally, I swear to you, I'm not even lying. I could be anywhere in the world and somebody knows knows me. Absolutely. Like, anywhere. And I'm like, that is so it's it's super bizarre. Like literally I could be anywhere. I have been to out of the country and they're like, "You're the girl with the pink hair." And I'm like, <laughs> "What the heck?" It's crazy. So honestly, I feel like the pink hair trying to change my life, it like made me who I am
0: for real. And it created other opportunities because it not, did not only are you a salon owner and master colorist, but you also provide education with your Color Me Sickening tour. And these are, oh, your c- <laughs> of course. And I know that it's been kind of crazy due to the pandemic, and we're not able to do as yeah. many in person things as we were before. But I thought that was so, um, I thought that was just genius of you, honestly, because I'm like she's known for her hair color, and it just makes sense to do a tour teaching hair yes. color education. So even talk to me about that. Like, is that something I'm glad you're going you to pick up, up, up because again? Because that's
1: actually something that I'm actually working on, and you're the first person who I'm telling this to. But exclusive. I'm actually okay. yeah <laughs> So this is exclusive information. I'm working on. A cosmetology school right now.
0: Oh, it's amazing! <laughs> so I yes. shut down the
1: Hair Rock Cafe after seven years, and I have not spoken that either. I haven't even put it on my Instagram. Wow! So after seven years, I shut the Hair Rock Cafe down last year, and I just felt like God was telling me, if you don't let this go, I'm not going to be able to take you to your next level, and. A lot of times we don't listen to him and then we get a spank on the butt, you know? And when it's loud, you have to listen. And I felt like it was so loud. So last year, so many things happened. I tore my ACL, PCL, and meniscus. I
0: remember that. It was crazy.
1: It was crazy. Like, I'm the comeback queen, man. Like, I crowned myself the comeback queen. I swear, like, so many things always happen, yes. but I always bounce back. But around that time, I had COVID. I tore everything in my leg and I was just like on the couch like what the heck is happening with my life um and then I was like literally like talking to God he was so loud he was like look I don't know if you trust me but you need to trust me close this salon down." and I'm like that's my baby I had that salon since I was 23 years right. old like what you know like I had that salon for a whole year before I even got in there People don't know that either. Like I saved all of my money to get that salon and didn't wasn't able to open it until I turned twenty four. Wow! Because I had no money to furnish it, so I just had a building just paying on it. So I closed it down. And Girl, this was is a fake like, okay. walk
0: right here. I'm getting goosebumps. Go ahead for real.
1: <laughs> real so when I closed it down I was just like oh my god like that was my main source of income you know what I mean I wasn't full-time in film so although I've been working in film for five years it's more so just been like dibbing and dabbing it wasn't like consistent so honestly last year wait damn we skipped 2020 is when COVID hit right yep okay so we just skipped the whole year 2020 is when I tore everything and closed it down yeah I didn't forgot about 2020 okay so that's when it all happened last year was the first year that I was completely full-time and working in tv and film Got so that's you. where okay. majority of my income come from mm-hmm. so I was like okay cool like lord what what's next open a cosmetology school I am going to open a really big Aveda but it's going to be
0: mine. And then your students can join the Cut Life University for some more continued education. We can partner up and do co-sponsored classes. Listen,
1: I'm down for all of that because you already know it's going to be amazing. I legit went to Aveda. I graduated from Aveda and Aveda is one of the top. It's like going to Harvard for hair school. right? And I've seen some do's and don'ts, what I want in my school and what I don't want and what I've noticed in caused. Cosmetology schools is they really only teach at the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just to graduate. But when most students graduate, they don't know what's next. They don't know that it's so many different avenues in cosmetology. They, You don't have to just work behind the chair. Right. And everybody not going to be a celebrity hairstylist. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what other avenues? So in my school, you know how you go to a high school and they have different trades? Like you mm-hmm. can do um, construction, you can do all of these things. My school will be like that for cosmetologists.
0: I love it. Yeah. I love it. Given the, and it makes sense that you're going to spearhead that because you've experienced all the paths. Exactly. So you can give them the guidance that they need, yep. bring in other educators. Mm-hmm. It's going to be amazing. I it's going to be it.
1: amazing. Thank you. And I, I, I really believe in it and I know it's going to happen. I'm not in a rush to do it, but right now it's just all about planning it out and working on my time and working on
0: God's time. Well, listen, that's a long-term brand extension, but exactly. an immediate brand extension that you have popping right now that people can support right now is Capelli Chicks. Am I saying oh, it correctly? Yeah. Yes,
1: you are. Perfect. So Capelli means Capelli means hair in Italian. So technically, you're a hair chick. Everybody loves bundles. Everybody loves hair. So Capelli means hair.
0: I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. And tell me how you you thought to get this together. And you have a partner in this as well, right?
1: Yeah. So, you know, what's so dope. Everything I do is a story and it's always like intentional. Right. So my business partner, she's actually one of my old bosses since I, she owned a salon in Baltimore. So she's in Baltimore since she had the salon ever since I think probably like 12 years now so I started working with her when I was 19 years old Love and it. I gave her hell okay <laughs> like, <laughs> I gave her hell I told you I was so ratchet when I was younger and I just always wanted to do what I wanted to do but she was so patient with me and she just was like so always so sweet and she just put up with my bull crap. And we just literally have, like, this long history of amazingness. And we're friends now. So fast forward three years ago is when we started Capelli Chicks. And this year, I feel like it's our beast year. Like, when I say beast year, I feel like this is the year that it's really going to, Listen, like, I've seen
0: crabs. the promos, okay? Listen, Thank you. <laughs> listen. I'm like, okay, you're getting it going. I love yes. this. And it just yes. makes sense because you know what hair is good hair.
1: Exactly. So you're not exactly. going to Exactly. And I know everybody has a hair company, but you know what? I honestly feel like this is an inspira- inspirational moment. For anybody who's watching this right now, there's five quadrillion cars, right? There's five quadrillion different types of shirts. There's five quadrillion different types of pants. Everybody sells everything. This is just how it's going to be. But my thing is, it's all about what you put on it, your spin on it, your taste. Like nobody is you. And you should not, not start something just because it's so many people doing it you know absolutely, what i mean so absolutely. like whatever god has for you in your heart and he's telling you to start your own hair company or your own clothing line
0: do it listen you know? there's a million podcasts but is that exactly this one no exactly Ain't we're gonna put like our own life, spin okay? <laughs> exactly <laughs> I love it. Well, I know that you are actually technically still at work now um, Mm -hmm. and you're doing your thing, but I'm just so glad that you took the time to be on the podcast. You know, I'm extremely proud of you and always a fan of everything that you do. Thank you. Um, Shout out your Instagram real quick so that everyone listening can follow and you know, we'll be tagging it <laughs> everywhere anyway. Thank
1: you. Well, my Instagram is Kells ATL Stylist. It's K E L L Z ATL Stylist. And you can find Capelli Chicks on that Instagram. But I really just want to say, I thank you so much um, to Hair because you do not know what you just sparked something inside of me because I haven't really been social media much you notice because right. I normally used to be like social media queen always on there doing everything but I kind of just been behind the scenes so this kind of really just like did something so I yes. thank you for that you've always been that though you've always been that for me like inviting me to stuff and like pushing me to do stuff so I really I appreciate you always no giving me a thanks. platform
0: and Thank you. See, so you're gonna get me emotional. You here. really I'm have, and I to... remember
1: that. Like, <laughs> I just feel like you legit, since all of these years, you always think about how you can include me in some kind of way, and yeah. that's about to make me cry because you haven't forgot about me. And that, like, I'm,
0: I'm that's oh, dope. Thank you, man. Don't do that. You know, I love you down. You have been like a real one, honestly, since day one. Never oh, switched up, never no. changed. And mm-hmm. I know you've had, like, some battles that I you've have. shared with us, you know, on social media. Dang, and I know that... girl,
1: what the heck?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know <laughs> even those moments that you've shared on social media aren't even the full picture of everything that mm-hmm. you went through. But no. you're still here. You're still standing. You're still flourishing. And I love that you're still giving God the glory. And yes, you're always. touching somebody else that's listening that was <laughs> on the fence about an idea or unsure if they had enough, you know, don't to stop. Step out don't and stop. make it. So you're inspiring <laughs> me just the same way. And, oh. you know, making me feel like, OK, if Kels went through what she went through and she's still Man. here, still thriving, then I can do it, too. And that's what this is all about. You it's can inspiring it people is. to know that, you know, you can do whatever you want
1: you can and you just can't give up because you know you'll have these le- you have you'll have the devil speaking to you or you just scrolling on instagram and you looking at other people's lives and trying to compare it with yours but you can't do that you cannot give up you cannot allow the devil to take over you and stop you from what god is telling you if you hear him even just a little bit you have to keep going
0: Amen. no matter what love you <laughs> i thank you love you too have a great time at work. Thank you. Keep killing it. And we will talk soon.
1: You keep killing it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank Love you it. so much for having me. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Cut Life podcast. Make sure you check us out every Friday. And for more information, visit us on thecutlife.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Tahira Joy and Life.